Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students, and happy Palm Sunday to you, man. Uh, hey, here's my dog right here, so y'all can see him. There he's at. There's he at. Uh, hey, I, I'll tell you, um, man, I've missed so much gathering the last few weeks physically together, worshiping, and uh, this week is probably um, going to set in a new level of missing it for me, uh, just because, man, I love, love, love Easter and everything that means to us and everything that means for our faith. And Easter Sunday is one of those Sundays I look to every single year that I just cannot wait to gather together to worship with one another. And, uh, man, it's going to be a bummer missing that this year. I mean, it really, really is. And so, but I thought about why, why not for, uh, maybe a, a couple weeks or a couple of days here on the podcast is we kind of take a, a step out from Psalms and take a look at the last week of Jesus's life. And man, I just encourage you, maybe you've, you've never really given these a shot before and it's something you just kind of scroll through and barely listen through. Uh, but man, I could not encourage you more to, to really use these uh, podcasts, these devotionals on Instagram to really push you in your walk with Christ over the next week. Because um, man, the last week of Jesus's life leading up to his death and resurrection is a huge thing, huge thing. I mean, if you read uh, the gospels, particularly Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, really particularly Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I mean, uh, it's amazing how much time they devote to the last week of Jesus's life. I, I was thinking about it before I record this, and you know, uh, Mark is only 16 chapters long, and the first 10 chapters of Mark deal with the first three years of Jesus's life, and the last six chapters deal with the last week of his life. Uh, Matthew's 28 chapters long, and the triumphal entry, Jesus coming into Jerusalem, so Palm Sunday, the last week of Jesus' life, that happens in Matthew 21. So literally 25% of the book of Matthew is only on one week of Jesus' life. Uh, In Luke, there's 24 chapters in Luke, and the last six chapters of Luke deal with the last week of Jesus' life. So it's pretty clear when you read the Gospels, and you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and you read those together, um, man, they're, they're clearly focusing on the last week of Jesus's life more so than any other part of his ministry. And that's not saying that the other part of his ministry is not important, man. It's huge. And his teaching's amazing. And the miracles that he does are amazing. But it's pretty obvious just in the span of time that the gospel writers give to each account that the last week of Jesus' life is so important. And so for the next few days, we're going to be looking at some of the major moments just some of the major moments that the Gospels give Jesus in the last week of his life, um, ultimately leading to his death, burial, and resurrection, which I'm excited about. But So today is Palm Sunday, which is Jesus coming into Jerusalem. And so uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record this. And so, But I'm going to read uh, Mark's, uh, not for any reason, just going to read it. And uh, we'll talk about a little bit of the differences and stuff and what I think we need to take away from it. Okay, But this is in Mark chapter 11, uh, verses 1 through 11. It says, now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt or a donkey tied on, which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. 
And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say the Lord needs of it and we'll send it back here immediately. I love that. Jesus is like, go find a donkey and it's someone's random donkey and just take it. And if they ask you, why are you taking it? Say, no, don't worry about it. We'll bring it back. And that's what Jesus does. So then they went away and they found a colt tied outside the door and they untied it. And, And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? Which is a pretty legit question, right? And they told them what Jesus said and they let him go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and they threw their cloaks on it. And he sat on it and many spread their cloaks on the road and others spread their leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting Hosanna, which basically is just this expression of joy and this expression of praise. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming King of our father, David, Hosanna in the highest. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. And so Matthew, Mark, Luke can record this. And, uh, and, and there is some differences. And uh, we can maybe have a whole episode on that as why there are differences in the gospels. And I would say differences do not, does not mean contradictions, right? It's just the different gospel writers are choosing to emphasize different things that happen when they give these accounts of Jesus. And so uh, it's interesting. Uh, Luke emphasizes the fact that these Pharisees actually tell Jesus like, bro, you need to tell your disciples to stop, to stop shouting, here comes this king, right? And Jesus says, if I tell them to stop, then the rocks are going to cry out in praise, which is kind of cool. Uh, but Matthew and Mark, they both emphasize this idea of David. Like the Bible said in verse nine, Hosanna, blessed is you comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father, David. So there's this, there's this idea that Jesus is from the lineage of David, that David is, uh, is this king right in the old Testament is really the ideal king for Israel. And God promises David that he's going to have a throne that's going to reign forever. So the people are thinking that this is that Davidic king. And they're right in thinking that he's a Davidic king. They're, They're right in thinking that he's from the line of David. But what they have wrong is how this kingdom is going to happen. Like, like at this time, the Jewish people were oppressed by Rome, and they, they probably think that the Davidic king is going to come and overthrow Rome and establish the kingdom and and really overcome in a warly way, like we would think. But man, our king is actually going to come and die for his enemies. Right, right. Our king is going to come and set up a kingdom that's much bigger than just a capital city and and legislator and all that stuff. Right. Our king is much bigger than that. So they have right that he is a king and that he's from the line of David. But there's a little bit of misconception on what this kingdom is actually going to look like, and we'll talk about that more throughout this week. But for me, when I look at this, the the three, the same three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They, they all have little slight nuanced inferences, not a lot, but there's one thing that all three of them choose to focus on. And it's the idea that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. I mean, almost all of them to verbatim have what Jesus told the disciples, go in, get a donkey, untie it. If anyone asks you, then tell them the Lord needs them and then you'll bring them back. And they have this idea that Jesus rode in on a donkey. Almost all of them have that in there. And I think the reason why is especially because remember the gospel writers know how this thing ends, right? They know what Jesus is about to do. Jesus is about to, to die and then raise again from the grave. I mean, it's about to be this amazing, epic thing. And yet this amazing, epic moment is introduced and is brought in by a donkey, right? And no, no shot against donkeys here or anything like that, but a donkey is not the most epic animal, right? It's just not. I mean, you look at a donkey beside a horse and clearly one is more majestic and clearly one is more powerful than the other. And yet here you have the king of kings, you have the son of God in the flesh, 
you have this man who's parted seas because Jude says that Jesus led the people out of Exodus, right? You have the God who in Colossians 1 says that all things are holding together through Jesus. You have this man who fed thousands, this man who walked on water, calmed storms, healed lame people, healed blind people, sick people, all these things. And yet this man comes in on a donkey. And I think the reason all three gospel writers emphasize this and why they put this is the humility of Jesus here is just absolutely mind-blowing. And really, you look, this is not just an isolated incident in Jesus' life. I mean, you have Jesus coming in to the world as a baby, right? Literally a baby that cannot defend itself. A baby is the most humble beginnings. And not only that, but he's born a baby and he's not born in a kingdom or a palace, but he's born in a manger and he's born in a stable. That's where he's born. You you have this man who the book of Isaiah would prophesy about Jesus and say that there's really nothing about Jesus that would make us look to him. It, it means it wasn't like Jesus was this like GQ model figure walking around when you're like that dude. That's the son of God. No, Isaiah says that there was nothing that we would look at him and be like, there's anything special about that guy. He he was humble. Think about the way he came here and he humbly entered on a donkey. Think about, we might talk about this this week, but when Jesus washed his disciples' feet, that takes on the most humble action possible. And and, and ultimately, students, think about the cross. I mean, if I told you a king was gonna come to set up his kingdom and a king was gonna come to defeat his enemies, we think a king is gonna come and defeat his enemies by literally crushing his enemies, right? By, by coming and fighting and winning and being victorious. But our king takes on the most humble death possible takes on the most humiliating death possible. I, I think this is why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.18 that the, man, it's, it, the cross is just foolishness to the world looking in because the world would look at the cross and say, that doesn't make sense for salvation of the world to come through something that humble and that grotesque and that awful. But yet that's our king. And my prayer for you this week as we lead up to Easter, and I, I pray that you dive into these every single day. And, and my prayer for you and my prayer for me as we look at the last week of Jesus's life together, my, my prayer is that we would end this week just even more amazed, even more in awe, and even more just, just inspired and in awe and enamored by who Jesus is and how beautiful what he does for us is. And then we'd survey his last week of life on here, and we now we know he raises again from the grave, but we would survey the cross and we would survey all that Jesus does and that simply we would be amazed at the humility of our King. I mean, this is such an awesome week. It's Easter week, and I can't wait for it. And we're going to get to the death, burial, and resurrection, and I'm excited. Uh, but man, I, I just want to encourage you this week. Let us be amazed at who Jesus is. Let, let us be amazed at how great he is, all that he's done for us. Let, let us just be enamored by that this week. So I love you, and spend time in the Word this week. Spend time in the Word today. Don't miss out on Zoom life groups later on today. Um, and keep up with us on Instagram for all we're doing. But I love you, and uh, man, join me together this week, and let's just be amazed at who Jesus is and what he does for us. I love you, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, and we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.